Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Caroline Ferry, and welcome to My Big Idea and ASOS podcast. This week, we meet Alex Hoffler and Stacey O'Gorman, aka the Moran Girls. Here's how these foodie friends made their big idea happen. So, welcome to the Moran Girls. Stacey and Alex, say hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the ASOS Canteen. And we are here today to hear all about your company, the Moran Girls. So, could you start maybe by telling us what it is? Yeah, sure. So, um... There's both Alex and I, we're the owners and directors and founders of the company. Yeah. Um, it started about three years ago okay. um, when we were both working in a hot, sweaty kitchen in, in Hackney and um, we're both trained chefs so we just, we, it was basically our first chefing job ever mm. and we thought it was going to be a lot more glamorous than it was and then... Um, <laughs> a lot of flipping burgers. Yeah. <laughs> Very male dominated. Um, so then we, uh, our head chef told us that there was a um, a show coming up called Cooks to Market, okay, which is kind of like Dragon's Den meets The Apprentice for foodies. Oh, amazing! Um, and he said you guys should apply for this. You have to come up with a foodie kind of product idea, um, and yeah, you should go for it. And so we're like, oh, what could we do? Cakes, you know, they're a bit done. Yeah. Um, was this kind of in the time of like? the cupcake it was I mean I felt the cupcake it was at its height it was at its highest but I feel like I could I could almost like see into the future it was on the decline yeah. what could we replace <laughs> it with you yeah. know yeah totally so there was you know macarons cupcakes cake pops all that kind of stuff at the mm-hmm. pa- fashion press events and things like that and we were just like it was Alex's light bulb moment meringues let's do it and then so we just developed the the product because no one had really taken them like everyone had knows meringues but no one had like taken them to the extreme and like explored adding flavors and colors and we just thought oh let's just let's just like really nail this niche that's amazing and how did it go (laughs) so what happened next so then we we got onto the show Uh um and then we won our episode and so the the um, nature of that was that you got to pitch to buyers and investors and um, so we pitched to the owner of EasyJet and the buyer of Harrods and then another investor uh-huh. um, and so then Harrods decided they wanted to stock our product and that was kind of wow. the, yeah. yeah, it gave us the confidence and the boost to sort of think this idea has got some legs um, yeah. Did you I have mean, hesitations before going on the show because it was, is it kind of like going on a reality show? Are you a bit yeah. scared? I yes. feel like we were just at that time we had nothing to lose who were like free and single like hating the job yeah. like let's just do it you know yeah yeah um but it was really cringe like <laughs> it was really amateur hour show it was amateur hour but i mean <laughs> it was way. good i mean gizzy was the host and oh, she's, she's incredible yeah and she's amazing and she's been so supportive from then until now like we just um worked with her on her latest book launch and like it's just nice to have had that link and that connection that was worth it for that and had you guys um, studied like this in university or school or anything? How did you get into it at the beginning? Yes, so um, I literally was, I'd just come over from New Zealand from uh-huh. studying two years of culinary arts in right. um, AUT, which is Auckland University of Technology. Mm-hmm. And then Alex had studied at Leith's, um, but yeah. prior to that. Yeah, I'd, done, I'd been to university in Sussex um, 
and just had basically three years of partying in Brighton and then did history of art and then was like uh, oh, I got a job in marketing didn't like that yeah. and then had a big like relationship crisis went traveling like I've been through, I've been through the mill I've done a lot of things all the good stuff yeah. you do was a runner on Big Brother like I've literally <laughs> done a lot of stuff um, but then I was like okay I need to need to really focus now and I thought I love cooking let's just do a year's uh, diploma at least which is like one of the best cookery schools in London mm-hmm. and just yeah go for it Wow, that's amazing. So mm. you got stocked in Harrods, or the promise to so that get was stocked there. that was yeah. So they sort of promised to stock our product, um, and with kind of six months exclusivity, right? Um, and at the same time as we were kind of going through that process, we got some website photos done by the wonderful David Loftus, who's Jamie Oliver's sole photographer. Wow, he he did a few shots for our website and then basically Instagrammed a few and then it kind of went nuts from there. Um, How did you meet him? What was the connection there? So Alex had done... One of my other (laughs) jack of all trades. I'd done um, uh, lots of food styling assisting, so had done work experience at Jamie Oliver's and had met him through that. Was that for photo shoots and TV shows and things? Yeah, photo shoots, like Jamie Mag and that sort of thing. Right, okay. So you met him, everything went crazy. Yeah, and then so we got approached by Selfridges and Harvey Nichols and Fortnum and Masons and then we were, they all wanted to stock our product and we were like, we need to, we can't have exc- exclusivity with Harrods. Yeah, so we were just him. baking from my house at this point and just, you know, the orders were rolling in. We've got like, we need to ups- upscale. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like, for someone that's, because I, I like cooking and food and everything is such a huge trend and it's something everyone kind of tries to a lot of people dabble in like for as a hobby and stuff like is it quite hard to set up a business from your own house there are a lot of like rules and regulations um it's not as hard as you think you need to like get registered with the local council and they come over and do an inspection and basically just check that it's up to scratch and no cats going around (laughs) yeah no (laughs) but um it doesn't take too long now and so everybody then wanted to stock you. And yes. did, had you quit your job where you'd met at this stage? Had um, you, have you de- devoted yourself no, full time we to still like full, part, We were part time. Part timing and baking cakes for them from my house as well to like get extra money as well. Like we were doing lots of odd jobs <laughs> oh my gosh. to kind of make it work. We were doing. We kind of started off doing lots of markets. So mm-hmm. started off with curb and like feast in the street food kind of scene yeah so that was a good and baking nights and baking nights like yeah yeah. we were working the day and baking at night and how were you quite nervous that people wouldn't respond to the idea of meringues as much as they would to something else like how did you feel like going to street feast and being like were you nervous i'd be quite nervous i don't know if we were nervous just because we were just we kind of just went for it with nothing to lose. So it was kind of like, if they don't like it, they don't like it. And, and we it was go fun. Back to what, we were you know, like, we're, like <laughs> we're having so much fun while we're doing it. We're like, bottles of champagne, like, well, well making an edible <laughs> Tesco vines. Carver, yeah. <laughs> Baby sham. <laughs> and so you, so you were friends from from Hackney from your cooking job there yes. were there other friends that once you guys started being success that kind of wanted to get on board like how have you figured it out is it well, hard it's actually quite funny because I initially went for the meringue girls um, like I went for the TV um, cooks to market thing with another friend Roxanne and she's a teacher and I was just like 
I need to do this in a partnership. And she was like, actually, I'm a teacher. Like, no. Uh, <laughs> and so, Stacey, do you want to get on this? Like, yeah. And I got on that. <laughs> Bit better suited. Yes, I think Way so. better suited. That's amazing. And in terms of, like, setting up a business, how did you guys find it? You're obviously creative women and have come from that sort of background. How is it to be self-employed and to set up a business and register and do all those things that like were probably like slightly stressful um i would say it's been like such a learning experience along the way we had absolutely no idea what we were doing and really we would get a little bits of advice from various people and realize that we had to be registered or have a profit and loss sheet or things like get an accountant it was a hobby at the start we really didn't think that it was going to be still going now yeah um so we've just literally always catching up on ourselves I mean even now we're finishing off the proper business plan about like really what we're doing with this and where we're going to take it getting strategies like <laughs> making investment memorandums things like that, that my brain is like exploding listening yeah. to this like actually so is mine <laughs> big work we just make it up <laughs> it's really working yeah and how long was it a hobby before it became not a hobby and your actual business I mean, for us, I think it's it's still a hobby. We're still doing every day so different, and we're still, you know, one minute we're food styling, the next minute we're at a show, the next minute we're writing a cookbook. I don't know. It's it's exactly where I'd like to be. So you seem to have so much going on. So do, talk about the cookbook. When did you start working on that? Because it's you've got it's your second, second one. Yes, yeah, the second one. I mean. At the start, again, with this whole whirlwind journey, we got the offer of two cookbooks in one day, and we were just like, this is a sick joke. Like, who's, who's, yeah. <laughs> who's giving us? It's amazing. <laughs> what? What is this? Are you sure? <laughs> yes. <laughs> for real. So the first one was um, called Meringue's, Meringue Girls Cookbook, which is, like, all about meringues, and it was just... Um, yeah, so, like, everything meringue So, yeah everything you can possibly make with meringues all the meringue recipes you can think of our signature meringue recipe everything you can do with it basically I suppose like it is so nice to be inclusive and to like let people into your world with a cookbook I think the idea of getting a cookbook just surpassed anything else really it was kind of like they, they wanted our secrets from us and we were willing to give that away in order to write Cookbook, yeah, which is amazing. the most amazing thing you could possibly. I love seeing do. people actually create them. Like, I love. We love Instagram, and we love yes. like getting these pictures of people trying out the recipes and like having yeah, that absolutely. connection with people. It's great. And I think, I mean, if people are going to copy your idea, they're going to copy your idea. And, we, and yeah. by that point, we already had copycats, and we were just like. But I feel like that. I feel like a lot of what Marangos is is about like girl power and about I don't know fun and colour and I think that whenever when you know people can take the idea but they're just a different person and they just do it differently so yeah it has you fine. guys kind of stamped all over exactly. it doesn't it and it, you know it's not to say that we haven't been inspired by other people as well along the way everything's inspired yeah. by someone and we'd like to do that for other people as well so. have you guys had any like other chefs and anyone that's been like really supportive of you and kind of taught you things along the way like have you had any mentors because some like like mentors is quite like a buzzword people do throw yeah. it around quite a lot and I think like you know there's lots of books being written about like how everyone should have a mentor and I think yeah, like absolutely. do you guys feel like you're 
you've got one we've you're got, doing it I think we've got a number of mentors really I mean obviously Gezi Erskine like we said before she's a really she's been a really amazing person in our lives just in terms of bringing us into various events and things like that and kind yeah. of helping us from the beginning but also we had um, this New Zealand chef Dean Brett Schneider who has a baking business all around the world he's just done Crosstown Donuts I will yes. <laughs> straight <Yes>. after this <laughs> So he's been amazing as well. We've constantly met up with him for business advice. But we're advice. just constantly asking for advice. Like even now we're just trying to, uh, we're meeting up with like a, a branding guru and just mm-hmm. trying to like strategize about what's next. Cause yeah. Because you seem to be quite like restless. You always have something else going on next. Yeah. Like, I feel like, um, I feel like we're on this crazy roller coaster and it's like we've got to kind of, do it while it's happening while it's hot kind of make and I hay. think we're just like right you know we've got three years or whatever what are we gonna do you know? yeah no totally yeah it makes sense and has anybody come to you guys asking for you guys to mentor them like how do, do you feel like a bit of a responsibility to do that for other women Oh, guys, yeah, no, totally. I mean, our dedication in book number one was um, dedicated to everyone who dreams of leaving their nine to fives. And I feel like we actually did spur people on with that quote. Like yeah, people have been doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's great. And we get we just get asked for advice a lot and we love, love giving it back. Um, yeah. Lots of work experience and interns and just trying to get everyone on the party bus with us. That's so great. <laughs> so you've got a new book out, Everything Sweet? Yes. So this is not just meringues? No, no. it's branching out. We kind of niched ourselves with the name, but <laughs> um, we are way more than that. And, um, you know, we're fully trained chefs and we yeah. just wanted to like really show off our repertoire. And um, it's taking like our initial, our, like the core essence of meringues, which is, you know, twists on classics and yeah. new inventions and really fun baking yeah. um, and just branching out so it's got things like edible flower lollipops and oh, wow. um, cakes confectionery chocolate del- delicious things in all colours of the rainbow you know. God, I'm famished talking to you it's so annoying <laughs> <laughs> and along the way so I imagine it's very difficult to set up a business and things go wrong and you feel like any setback is catastrophic at the time mm-hmm. like did you guys have any stumbling blocks along the way that you know someone else listening might be like oh thank god that happened to someone else as well like, is there anything that's happened to you guys that you think was terrible at the time but you got over it quite well um no you've been lucky <laughs> we've been pretty lucky i think now our biggest concern is just keeping it going and what's next and what to do next because it's now we're kind of at the point where we're taking it from a small business to something that could be quite big and that that requires a lot of risk and investment and I'm sure so that's I think now if anything we're focusing I mean we're experiencing that more than ever yeah yeah in the past it's kind of been a pretty easy breezy ride to be honest Um, apart from obviously not having all our accounting in order and things like that, <laughs> that we kind of overcame that obstacle pretty quickly. I mean, our Airstream getting next, that was pretty bad, but we yeah, got over that it. Was, that was That's really, really sad. sad. <laughs> it was beautiful. Yes. <laughs> um, with something that's so, like, 
delicate as a product. Is there not quite a lot of That's risk with stuff just being destroyed or Seriously, it's been our burnt. biggest downfall. I wish we'd like done brownies and that it taken yeah. off to this extreme, but I don't think it ever would have. But, you know, we just can't post them. They don't ship. Yeah. So we've had to be quite London-based. Um, mm. I feel like we've kind of saturated this market. So we're, we've actually got offers for franchise deals in other countries now. And we're just really? like, do we do that? Is that the next step? We've got so much doubt in our minds at the moment. Do we open up a shop in London? Do we branch out, you know? But it's kind of almost good in a way because it makes us think of other things that we need to be doing as opposed to sticking to this one thing exactly. and getting really bored of what we're doing. So, you know, think things that are postable, you know, merchandise, things like that. We're just yeah. constantly thinking and coming up with new ideas. So that's yeah, we're completely rebranding our website. Now we've got a little bit of cash. Um, Your website's lovely, by the way. No, it is lovely. It's really nice. It is lovely, but it just, just, just needs to be an online shop. There's just too much admin with people emailing us for specific orders and it puts people off. It, we just need to get the times yeah. <laughs> so we've got yeah so it's quite nice this new shop's gonna have loads more sort of stuff that you can get it's great how do you guys divide all the business between you because you're friends and obviously it's like amazing to get to work with your friend it's the luckiest thing in the world but also probably a little bit stressful at times because you don't want to like put all the work you don't want one person to feel like they've got too much to do or that you know they're getting all the boring stuff and someone else <laughs> getting all the fun stuff like how yeah. do you work it between the two of you um, we're constantly learning. Constantly learning. <laughs> constantly talking. I mean, Alex has got has just had a one-year-old baby, so I'm I'm working full-time. She's working part-time, but yeah. we kind of divvied out. Like Alex has got a lot of marketing experience, so yeah. she mainly looks after the Instagram and the marketing and things like that. But we do most of it together, to be honest. Yeah. We're constantly yeah. just. Do you feel like heading everything through? And, and now that we've got a little bit of a team, we've got um, we've got like six part-time bakers and two full-time sort of admin girls. So it's just like divvying it up a bit more, and then we can focus on the sort of bigger picture of expanding, and they can deal with the day-to-day. It must be hard to hand over something to your staff that's been your baby since the beginning like it must be kind of hard yeah. to let go of some bits um we've basically been one of our staff members have been has been with us for two years sylvia who is just like so amazing i mean i trust her more in the kitchen than alex and i probably. <laughs> like she's insanely amazing so she handing that trust over to her was really really easy because she's been with yeah. us basically from the beginning and yeah we've just got complete trust in her and her abilities how do you find good staff because that's probably a huge part of setting up a business is finding really good people to support you mainly they come to us and we've just been really blessed like people that are really enthusiastic that start as interns or work experience you know that's the way you get to know them and we don't really advertise it's you know it's just it's nicer that way people that are really passionate about the brand and know us and want to work with us if we have like a job vacancy we'll just pop it on our Instagram as opposed to putting it on a job website because it's everyone there is actually so enthusiastic about baking and is following you anyway exactly yeah and have you got any tips so um a lot of people listening to this will be people that want to think about maybe leaving their nine to five or yeah. maybe they're working on something they'd like to turn into a business and um, mm-hmm. obviously it's really hard to do but you guys are such amazing uh, cover stars for this mm-hmm. what have you got any tips that you could pass on you seem very, like, um, sisterly, like you'd support other people. Like, yeah. like you'll give good tips. For sure. <laughs> um, I, think, I think for us, a big part of it's been having a partnership and kind of balancing ideas of each other and yeah. 
if one of us has got a crazy idea, just each other telling us, like, each other, like, no, <laughs> it's not good, or, like, amazing, let's do that, and just, like, yeah. working together and, you know, having su- the support of someone else constantly. Yeah. I think that was a really big part. Um, Are you organised as people? Do you feel like that's a big part of your success? we've become really yeah. organised from... We've totally changed in yeah. three years. Really? We've become way more professional. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you have to, I suppose. If you can't do it from yeah. your house anymore, you're like, gotta get dressed. I mean, I know it's a simple one, but social media, like, it's our biggest marketing yeah. tool. Like, get yeah. on Instagram, post regularly, just yeah. get the word out there that you're starting something up. Um, Are you guys quite good at networking? Do you try to go out and meet people and talk to them about your business quite a lot? Yeah, we do, we do. Um, Is that more so especially important at the beginning, like when you're starting out? I think with the street food thing, that was like a lot. You you met so many people within the food industry while doing that. And a lot of the events and things we do, we're just constantly meeting new people. Food styling's a huge one. We're meeting amazing sort of photographers and designers and chefs and things. Yeah, and collaborating with brands. Um, I mean, like it's changed. So before when we were doing it street food now I'm going to like mother's meetings like which are really cool like mum networking things and like meeting other like cool East London mums and be like hey I do meringues <laughs> less about like the party mingling networking because it's just I find that a bit cringe I'm just I we, can't we can't work the room we're no, not, we're not like, working the room like oh, that's even comfort because I bet some people feel like oh no I better be out like at these sceney parties yeah. being quite sceney but it's, it's really comforting cringe. to know that you don't no, have to I can't <laughs> You guys are all business. Yes, all business. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much. Mm. It's so nice to meet you both, and you've been really inspiring. Thank you. Thanks, thank guys. You. Nice thanks. To meet you Bye. Too. Cheers. That was Alex and Stacey's big idea. I hope you loved it. Stay tuned for weekly interviews with more fierce female entrepreneurs. Find us on Acast, iTunes, or your favorite podcast app. Till next time. Bye. 